0: Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here, the Eric Erickson show across the nation from my flagship studio in Atlanta, Georgia, WSB, except I'm not there. I'm in my bunker near my house. It's fine outside. I may go hit golf balls this afternoon. Who knows? We'll see right now. We got news to talk about the phone number. If you want to be a part of the program, 877-973 seven, four, two, five. I actually want to begin with some of the Ukrainian stuff out there. I've tried to put it off. And the reason I've tried to put it off is there, it's the same depressing story every day. The fact of the matter is uh, Russia is now essentially bombing Ukraine into submission. It's using artillery and aircraft to just bomb the snot out of Ukraine and level its cities, Uh, thinking that that will cause Ukraine to surrender. They want to save something, so they'll surrender. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, is floating a compromise now, essentially uh, guaranteeing they would give up Crimea. And parts of the Donetsk region of eastern Ukraine that Russia has already uh, captured in 2014 and consolidated, they'd give all that up. And they will, from there, um, move forward. Uh, And so you'll have a divided Ukraine with Russia exercising territorial sovereignty over two. and, And Ukraine would also pledge never to join NATO but then would enter into some security compacts outside NATO for its protection. Uh, It would not demilitarize, as Russia says, to the extent it would demilitarize. It would require other countries defend it. I want to speak for just a moment, if you will, on Zelensky, because there's a growing movement on the right, I think led by Tucker Carlson probably, to... Make sure everyone knows that Zelensky not a great guy. Now, I want to be very clear here. I don't think, contrary to hysteric claims of the left, that Tucker Carlson and the people who are smearing, trashing Zelensky are Russian propagandists. Not only they are; I think they're isolationists, and they do not want World War Three. They do not want World War Three. And they are worried if we intervene too much. And there is a passion for Zelensky growing around the world as he speaks to various legislatures. And and they're trying to warn us off and and say, hey, you don't want to go down this path. He's not the angel or the saint you think he is. And he's not. Uh, Vladimir Zelensky, when he ran for president, ran as an anti-corruption candidate. He ran on the gross corruption of Ukraine. And in fact, he did not surge in the polls until he ran against the corruption. And an uh, Ukrainian oligarch allied with him and helped him get over the finish line. And over the last number of years, after impasse, after impasse, after impasse, after parliamentary impasse, after getting nothing done, Zelensky has been swallowed up by that same corrupt system. And he has corruption issues, along with all the other political leaders in Ukraine. Yesterday, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky banned 11 political parties in Ukraine. Now, uh, of those 11, 10 of them have little, if any, representation of the Ukrainian parliament. All of them, there is no doubt, it is not in dispute, contrary to what some say, it actually is not in dispute that these parties are funded by the uh, Russians. The largest party, um, the opposition life party, it's not a pro-life party, Contrary, to, I, I saw a couple of idiots on say, why would he ban a pro-life party? It's not a pro-life party. It's just the name of the party, the opposition life party. It actually is a Russian-oriented party. Its leader has been on the run since before the invasion. He's a former Ukrainian leader who was in the pocket of the Russians, who the Ukrainian people had uh, had a, had a um, rebellion against in mass protests and drove him from office. That guy literally is a Russian oligarch. Uh, in bed with Vladimir Putin. There is no dispute here. That's why Zelensky banned these parties as they are collaborators with the Russians. He also consolidated uh, Ukrainian media outlets. He wants one voice coming out of Ukraine. Now, I disagree with him on both fronts, but I understand why he did them. I also understand I'm not at war trying to keep my country together, and he is. But there is this effort uh, among some on the right. Uh, it's a, a minor but loud voices. And also some on the left incidentally. You know, the Democratic Socialists of America came out very quickly and said they stood with Vladimir Putin in Russia. And it's disturbing to see some people who claim to be on the right also coming out standing with Putin. But we should we should not put into that camp the isolationists And I would put Tucker Carlson in an isolationist camp where he just doesn't want us to be involved at all and wants to remind people that we're not dealing with savory people one way or the other, so we should just wash our hands of it all and be done. The problem is the Russians are bullies. And when Americans have the opportunity to undermine Russia, we should take it because the Russians are the bullies here. And this is the problem with the spin is that Americans understand Zelensky did nothing. The Russians invaded because Vladimir Putin believes that uh, Ukraine is territorially part of Russia, historically part of Russia. So the Ukrainians are defending themselves. I just don't find it appropriate when a country is being invaded by Russians and the leader rises to the occasion that we should assail that leader and assassinate his character just because we don't want to be involved in the process it's possible to say that the ukrainians have an interest in us being a part of the fight and america has an interest in not being part of the fight but we support them in their efforts without getting involved it's possible to do that it's possible to make the nuanced argument but nowadays everybody wants to be completely black and completely white uh to be very binary we're either all in or we're all out you don't have to be binary with ukraine you can say we should send them arms, but we ourselves should not go fight their fight for them. You can say we support them in spirit, but you don't want Americans dying for Ukraine against Russia, nor do you want World War III. It should be possible, but in this day and age, everybody is awarded and rewarded for binaryism across the board. You know, I get attacked. There is literally not a position I can think of in 20 years that I have moved left on. And yet, because I, I either don't hump Donald Trump's leg or I don't agree with some loud voice on on Fox, somehow I'm considered a, a moderate, uh, which is bizarre to me. A lot of these people have abandoned conservatism and somehow say I'm not the conservative. When I'm still the conservative, they've moved on to something else, redefining conservatism. I don't think conservatism can redefine itself. I, I think that if Americans have the opportunity to undermine Russia, we absolutely should. They're not the good guy but I also don't think that we need to start World War III. It doesn't have to be binary. You know, King David in the Bible was not a great guy. He was chosen by God. He did what he did with Bathsheba, got her pregnant, killed her husband, had to repent, was not a good guy. Peter was chosen by God himself to be an apostle, saw the transfiguration on the mountain, and a few days later, Denied knowing Jesus three times, and then Jesus built the church on Peter. George Washington was not a great general, actually. In the French-Indian War, George Washington was, was not a great general. He was also not a very savvy politician until he started bribing people. He was an alcohol distiller, and George Washington started bribing people to get elected with alcohol, bought off the voters. And then the Continental Congress, they needed somebody. Their efforts were floundering. They needed an army. And they chose Washington, a guy who did not have an illustrious military career. The man forged a nation, guided it to its constitution, and then resisted all of the pleas to be a king and walked away from the job after two terms, setting a precedent for a two-term American presidency up until FDR in World War II. Winston Churchill was an arrogant, egotistical, racist young man who was very often wrong and dogmatically so, insisting he was right. He alienated people on all sides. He came across as an opportunist. He swapped parties in Parliament. He grandstanded and ultimately rose to the challenge and the rhetorical challenge of uniting the English language and the English world and the, the empire of Great Britain and all of its colonies soon to slip away to become independent countries to fight the Nazis. All these people were not great people, and they rose to the occasion. Volodymyr Zelensky was a comedian. Do you know what Volodymyr Zelensky's uh, big comic punchline is? <laughs> um Volodymyr Zelensky would uh, pretend to use his erection to play the piano. Habanagila. That's that's what he would do. He would drop his pants behind a a grand piano and act as if he was using his erection to play the piano. That was one of his comedic punchlines. That's what he did. He also made popular... Uh, in the English use of the F word in otherwise Ukrainian films, comedy films. Uh, And then he decided to run for politics, frustrated with the system that he had parodied as a comedian. He decided to run for politics uh, and nobody took him seriously. Nobody took him seriously until he started running an anti-corruption campaign and highlighting the hypocrisy and the corruption of the Ukrainian government. And it was something that everyone knew was going on, but no one did. No no one uh, raised the issue. It was kind of the impolite thing to do, to be on the stage and talk about the bribes and the corruption. And he did it. And he caught lightning in a bottle. And he got elected. And he tried his first couple of years to reform the system. But the system reformed him. The system twisted him. The system corrupted Vladimir Zelensky. The man who ran as an anti-corrupt politician became a corrupt politician. It's true. We shouldn't deny that. And then Russia invaded. And in many of these countries in the East, in the Eurasian region, when a major army like the Russians would invade, it would be pretty much standard for the politicians at the top to get on a plane and leave the country and govern in exile. It's it's what they do. It's what they've always done. And we, in fact, offered Vladimir Zelensky a way out. Get your family out. We'll send you a plane. We'll get you out. We'll get your family out. You can set up shop at the Ukrainian embassy in Washington and govern in exile. And he says, I don't need a ride. I need ammo. And he stayed. There have been now at least four assassination attempts against Volodymyr Zelensky. He goes out into the streets during the daytime, and he visits with the soldiers. And he goes to the hospital, and he gives them medals. And he speaks to the world, and he tailors each speech for each country. To ours, he talked about Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. To Canada, he talked about their, their independence and Canadian goodwill. To Great Britain, he talked about the Glorious Revolution and the Bill of Rights. To Israel, I think he flubbed when he dragged the Holocaust into it, but I get what he was trying to do. To the Italians, he talked about uh, governing their nation as their own people and forging their own union, something that that a lot of the Italians remember from the days of of monarchy kingdom and papacy uh, overruling the Italian Republic. He's a politician, but he's a politician who didn't flee when other politicians fled. He's a politician who did not cower but stood strong. And I just think it's, it's not a good thing for Americans in a time of war with a man under fire in the line of fire. Willing to do what need be done to keep his country together and to fight the Russians, the second largest army on the planet, and to give them a run for their money. They've retaken. The Ukrainians have Markarev, which is a suburb of Ukraine of, of Kiev that the Russians took and needed in order to lock down Kiev. The Ukrainians have retaken it. Yes, yeah, he a flawed man. Yes, we're all we're all sinners. We all fall short. Is he a man who ran against corruption and became corrupt? He absolutely is but he's also a man doing something neither you nor I nor anybody on TV or Twitter is doing standing up to the Russians and becoming an icon for his countrymen as the face of a resistance of the second largest army on the planet who is defending his country's homeland. We don't need to malign a man like that. We should be saying, here's a guy who met the moment and rose to the occasion and we should be with him, not the invaders. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on this program? Uh, Glad to have you here with me. Uh, A couple other things I I need to note uh, on the Ukrainian situation is the, the president is headed to Poland. Uh, He's going to go to Belgium, which is where NATO is headquartered, and then to Poland this week, trying to hold together the Western alliance, Uh, maybe showing some cracks. Now, how exactly is it cracking? This is the most interesting part of this is uh, there is intelligence to suggest the Russians may be considering a Polish invasion through Belarus. The Russians have begun piling up soldiers on the border with Poland. The reason here is uh, Poland is at the epicenter of the refugee crisis. About 300,000 Ukrainian refugees have fled into Poland. At the same time, the Poles want to send uh, aircraft and other weapons to the Ukrainians. The Poles want to help. The Poles know what it was like to deal with the Soviets and they want to help. So Biden is going to hold the Western alliance together. But what is that Western alliance? It's an alliance to stop Putin without engaging. And and the reason the president's going is to try to hold back the momentum from from rushing in to help uh, Ukraine and possibly start World War III. It is actually uh, – what, what is so interesting here to me is that uh, Volodymyr Zelensky's speeches to parliaments and congresses around the world is actually having a larger impact than a lot of people estimated to begin with, and he's persuading a lot of people that they need to go. Now, at the same time, you need to know something else. The Russians are kind of winning. It's not like they're going to win outright – But they are leveling cities in Ukraine. And it's gotten to the point where Zelensky himself is thinking maybe we need to surrender Crimea, give Putin an excuse to leave, take Crimea, take the Donetsk region and go and leave us alone. And part of it is because the Russians are grinding down the will of the Ukrainians to fight by grinding their cities to dust and Europe sees what's happening and wants to come to the rescue of Zelensky and possibly flare this thing up further than it already is. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on the program, uh, very happy to have you today. Uh, As always, if you text the word SHOW to 33777, you can get links to the podcast, to the live stream, to my daily email. Uh, we will get back to you um, it, tomorrow, the The show notes. Because, you know, so I, I've actually gotten a couple of emails on this and I should explain. Every day, if you're a paid subscriber to the email, we send out the links to everything I'm going to talk about. And I do all the research. I put in all the links. I do the daily, but I don't have time when I'm doing the show notes. Uh, to actually take it and, and format it into an email for you guys. That's Phillip's job. Someone decided to go fishing yesterday and today. So you'll get those glorious notes back tomorrow. I, I could send you what I send you, but I feel like it's a trade secret because of the way I put it together. <laughs> so he does it does it in a readable format for you. Mine's almost in code. All right, to the fold. Edward, uh, I'm going to go to you next. Welcome.
1: Edward, Edward, need to activate
0: it okay. Edward you there Still not. Oh God. all right. uh, we're gonna put Edward on hold. We'll come back to him. <laughs> that happens sometimes when I go to people. they're not expecting it and surprise there I am uh okay i i I want to talk about politics. I want to talk about raw politics for a minute. We haven't you know I, I get tired sometimes because it's what I do for a living get tired sometimes of just talking raw politics and. And I, I've I've got stuff I want to say, need to say, should say, and you should pay attention to it. There's no reason in my mind to just just throw out red meat all the time, but occasionally, oh boy, do we have some red meat to give you. The Democrats, the Democrats have decided to do something that is infuriating their progressive base. Y'all may need to sit down for this one. This is very flummoxing for progressives. They're very upset about it. The Democrats have decided to embrace the Republican call to get rid of masks. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, Sean Patrick Maloney, the uh, ecstasy-loving, uh, by ecstasy I mean the drug. He used to talk about how pure he got it in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the head of the DCCC, and he says, I'm completely over mask mandates. I don't think they make any sense anymore. I'm for whatever gets rid of mask mandates as quickly as possible. Now, this is interesting because it—it it comes; it would cause a showdown with the White House. The White House has extended mask mandates for public transit and airplanes. So, if you're on a bus, if you're on a uh, if you're on a um, train, if you're on a plane, if you're on a ferry that gets federal subsidies, you have to wear a mask. And it's aggravating more and more people. In in you know. So the media is giving disproportionate attention to flight attendants who want to keep the masks on. They're so scared of the virus. But actually, there was a survey out the other day that a majority of flight attendants in America are really ready to get rid of the mask mandate. They believe it's causing a lot of the anxiety and angst to passengers on planes and that the air within the planes is so good There's no reason to wear the masks. Democrats are trying to distance themselves from the policies that have defined that party for the past two years. You know, for the past two years, we have been treated to videos of white Karens going into Walmarts, berating old men not wearing masks. You all have seen the videos. The woman says, I don't know. Why are you not wearing a mask? You're going to kill me. You're going to kill me. Wear the mask. Why aren't you wearing the mask? Why can't you wear the mask? You're going to make me die. And the old man's like, well, come over here and breathe so I can be sure to do you in. Uh, it, it, it has been one of the most obnoxious phenomenon of the, of the last two years are self-righteous women with bad dye jobs and haircuts going into local restaurants and grocery stores, and filming themselves berating people for not wearing masks as if they're the heroes of the event instead of the villain. It's been obnoxious. And as it has become more and more clear at this point, the virus has mutated in such a way that it transmits in on the finest particles. And by the way, do you know some of the research out there that shows why masks don't work at this point? Uh, Now, I realize there are people who believe, and I'm not, and I should clarify, I, I actually was in the camp that wear your mask early on. Then the vaccine came out and the virus kept mutating. And the particulate spread for the virus is so small now, it gets through everything except the N95. And even the N95 isn't good unless you know how to fit it perfectly around your mouth and nose. So at this point, the virus transmits at such a high rate on such a small particulate load, there's no reason to wear a mask the masks that most people wear do no good whatsoever at stopping the virus now at one point it was worth doing but not anymore particularly since we got since we got a vaccine but if you wear a mask and your glasses fog up there's no reason to wear a mask at this point the virus is so communicable and travels on such a fine particulate for a while there, you know, when the original COVID came out, we're talking the alpha variant, uh, the virus itself is very fine, but it needed a a uh, water vapor particle that was not easily passed through, even like the, the mask you get on Amazon. Over time, however, as the virus is mutated, it's easier and easier for the virus to transmit in smaller and smaller particulate. And at this point, it just does no one any good whatsoever to wear a mask, but progressives have viewed masks as a means of signaling their virtue, as a means of saying, I love my neighbor. These are the same people who put those stupid signs in the yards. In this house, we'll have no hate. We love and tolerate everyone except you idiots. You know those people. Oh, my gosh. The people who they, they literally put those signs in, like so around my, around my office. It's a bunch of rich, progressive white people, and they all had Black Lives Matter signs in their yard. And it really was not a sign, say, we love Black Lives Matters. It was the secular equivalent of painting the sheep's blood over your doorpost to keep the, 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 um, angel of death from burning down your house in this case. Black Lives Matters. That's the only reason those white people in Atlanta were putting Black Lives Matter signs in their yard. They did not want their house to be burned down when the mob came through their neighborhood. The 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 willingness of progressives to put signs in their front yard to signal their virtue is nuts. I, I just some of the signs I've seen um have been just uh obnoxious obnoxious here's one in this house we believe black lives matter no human is illegal science is real love is love kindness is everything you bigots is implied oh my gosh I love the one that says um in fact I've seen some people I think it was Ben Shapiro put this one up (laughs) in this house uh no no where 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 is it uh, in this house we believe that simplistic platitudes trite tautologies and semantically overloaded aphorisms are poor substitutes for respectful and rational discussion about complex issues Oh <laughs> um, but I mean people were literally putting these signs in their yard and now I, I I've seen some other sign recently in, 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 um, yards, but it, the, the masks are the same thing at this point. So I saw yesterday, where was I? Um, I forget where I was, but there was a guy and his wife or date, I guess I should say. I don't know if they were married. They were going into a restaurant and the man was wearing a mask. And the woman was looking completely embarrassed that he was wearing a mask i mean literally he stopped at the front door i was walking past with my wife and he stopped at the front door to put his mask on before going in and and, and the woman behind him nearly ran into him as he was stopping to put his mask on now maybe it could be we should we should be humble here and acknowledge maybe he's got a pre-existing condition maybe he wants to be overly cautious i don't want to pick on people who want to wear wear their masks But I'm continually flummoxed by the people who drive around in their car with a mask on and there's no one in the car or who walk alone. We've got somebody in our neighborhood who walks alone outside wearing a mask. There is no science anywhere on planet Earth that suggests walking alone outside with a mask on makes any difference whatsoever unless you got buck teeth and you don't want the rest of the world to see your buck teeth. And that's fine. Just keep your mouth closed. I just, it's, it's the most bizarre thing to me. And so now the Democrats have decided that uh, while they can put their signs in their yards, they're going to get rid of their masks and progressives who've gotten used to wearing masks to signal their virtue are horrified at the Democrats. The white house, by the way, you should know, says they're going to veto. If it makes it out of the house, they will veto it, which is hilarious because it will only hurt the Democrats further in November if the White House vetoes that. I mean, it really puts the Democrats on defense at this point. By the way, you should know uh, that the White House is preparing to get rid of some of the Trump rules uh, regarding immigration at the southern border, and they are afraid that the border is going to be overwhelmed with COVID-positive illegal aliens who they're not going to require to get vaccinated when they come into the country
1: just quickly it's been two years since president trump implemented title 42 there are protests outside the white house today democrats are not actively calling for it to end COVID cases are low is the administration at least preparing for the possibility that this could end and how so
0: sure there are timelines including i think upcoming in april on when it's continues to be reconsidered and those discussions happen among the health experts from the cdc uh, and other uh, other medical experts within the administration and you always have to prepare because if they make that decision there would be an implementation that uh, would be in part led by the department of homeland security and others uh, that you have to plan for in preparing for a
1: large influx of migrants at the border specifically Well
0: uh, certainly that would be part of it um if uh, if, uh, if if and when um the uh, CDC makes that determination Now what's so interesting here is is they're largely admitting by getting rid of some of the Trump rules that kept illegal immigrants on the Mexican side of the border until they can be processed, that yes, they're expecting a flood of immigrants, but they're not going to make them get vaccinated. They're not going to need to show proof of vaccination. And by the way, this is one of those issues where the American people are furious with the Democrats. Behind the scenes in Washington, D.C., you need to understand this. Behind the scenes in Washington, there is a growing furor from Democrats that the White House is so out to lunch that they're not only not mitigating potential damage in the midterms, but they're actually making the potential fallout even worse for the Democrats. And they probably are. Now, uh, before I go anywhere else, I want to go to Bill on the phone, Bill, welcome to the program.
1: Hello, sir. So Hi there. my mind got made up about, um, the COVID thing, uh, or not the, the mass mandate thing. Um, first time I had to fly, um, during post COVID era and was amazed at, um, when you uh, exit the ter- or enter the terminal on one end, you hear uh, loudspeakers saying, you know, you must mask the entire time that you're on the premises until you leave the other end after you debark your plane. And, um, and so I played along and, you know, okay, CDC requirements mandate that. Okay, I, I um, respected that until we got up to altitude and the same steward who um, went around making sure that everybody's mask was up above their nose um, prior to beverage service pushed the cart down and all of a sudden... Everybody's mask came off for an hour while (laughs) we ate pretzels and drank water. You know, uh, either go ahead. ahead. Well, either they forgot to tell us that pretzels save us from COVID, or it's hogwash. And obviously, it's the latter. Um, The same little guy who went around making. Elderly, pull the mask up over their nose so they can fog their glasses. You know, all of a sudden, once we had our beverage and pretzels, if it's that dangerous, keep your beverage and pretzels, right. make us all mask up. And as a caveat, you know, I've lost best friends to COVID. Right. Um, yeah, I believe that there is a COVID. I'm not a, a, a COVID farce guy, but the mask. It
0: is um, particularly on airplanes the, where, the where you've got a surgical center quality airflow within in airplanes. There's no reason for it. Even United and Southwest uh, CEOs have said there's no reason for it in airplanes. Even before we put in a mask mandate, and people were flying and had COVID and didn't know, it. nobody was getting COVID who sat around them on the plane. It's very rare that it happened. uh it, it, You know, Raphael Warnock, the senator from Georgia. He voted against uh, getting rid of the mask mandate and the next day was videotaped or photographed on a plane, a Delta flight to Atlanta, not wearing his mask. And they weren't having beverage service at the time. Everybody was masked up except Raphael Warnock, who wants you to wear a mask on the plane. He himself was not masked. Uh, it's it's fascinating to watch the, this level of hypocrisy within the Democratic Party on this stuff. It's all about virtue signaling. Now, one of the companies that's fighting back about all this virtue nonsense from the left is Patriot Mobile. They give a portion of their profits to the conservative movement to fight. Uh, they need you as a customer to be able to do it, though, and they're a great company. They use the same cell towers everybody else uses. So you don't have to worry about your service. Uh, what you do is you go to patriotmobile.com, patriotmobile.com slash Eric, E R I C K. You get free activation by using my name. You can port your current phone number over, or you can get a new phone number, bring your unlocked phone, or get a new phone. They have 100% US based customer service as well. So if you want to call them, you can call them. Just tell them Eric Sinchi. You. you get free activation. It's 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Talk to Patriot Mobile. Become a customer of theirs. They spend a portion of their profits on the conservative movement, so you amplify your voice and your dollars by using Patriot Mobile, and you get the same great sell quality that you get from any other company in the country. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on the program, you're more than welcome to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody just sent me a picture. Uh, It's a giant picture in uh, a backyard in Roswell, Georgia. It's covered in Biden-Harris signs a Black Lives Matter sign, and then is a giant version of the, on this property, we believe healthcare is a human right, Black Lives Matter, women's rights are human rights, no human is illegal, science is real, love is love. Oh my God. I mean, it really is a doxology for for secular thinking, is it not? Praise God from whom all blessings flow, praise him all creatures here below. We believe that love is love and all people are created equal and and women are women are women except if they're a man who thinks he's a woman and then he's a woman too and yeah oh my gosh yep secular ideology uh kimberly you're going to be up next welcome to the program
1: hey eric thanks for taking my call now kimberly i clicked and i got
0: about 30 seconds so you got to make it quick here
1: okay okay in defense of the i'm in your camp about masks but in defense of the woman walking the neighborhood with her mask on all by herself I have learned over the last couple of years having to wear a mask. Um, the mask helps minimize my allergies.
0: So, um, there you have it. minimize. it. you know that's okay? I hadn't thought about that one. I could probably wear a mask in my office, considering how much I'm I'm sneezing <laughs> today. Kimberly, thank you very much. Okay, that okay. If it's an allergy thing, if it's an out, al- yeah, I can concede the point. If it's an allergy thing, that's a good one. But is it an allergy thing? or is it just panic? Maybe I need to go up and ask them now. (laughs) It's 2022. Things are still crazy. Things haven't settled down. And now you got the federal reserve and interest rates. You got the economy. You got inflation. A lot of banks won't even return your phone call. Let's say you're a small business and you need a loan for $750,000 or higher. You see an opportunity where banks, they don't even want to see you.